Hello, and welcome to Break the Line, the podcast where we talk with guests about topics in contemporary poetry. The catch? The guests aren't poets. I'm your host and resident poet, Rebecca Faravar. In this episode, we're going to take a look at poems centered on memories from school, with the help of two people who work with elementary school-aged children, and who also happen to be good friends of mine. They are Michelle Jonas, a PhD student studying school psychology who also works at elementary schools in Oakland and Emeryville, and Monica Tirado, the assistant director of Spectrum Center, a school that works exclusively with special needs students. As always, we focus the conversation on two poems, starting this episode with Revelations in the Key of K by Mary Carr from her 2006 book, Sinner's Welcome, followed by the 10th poem from Will Hubbard's book, Cursivism, published in 2011. Okay, let's get to the show. feel like a mystery to me of what what the kids are gonna take with them Mm -hmm. from this time that we've spent like this intensive time together like what's gonna stand out or is it just gonna be this impression of sort of I remember vaguely this Mm -hmm. nice time hopefully that's what Mm -hmm. they remember um yeah so I don't know I don't know I think a lot about my impressions on the students because when I think about my own life I remember the really good teachers and I remember the really bad ones I kind of go into a lot of days saying, I hope I'm the really good one that you remember, you know, that we had good memories together, because I feel like that's a bit universal. People remember that teacher that was awful, Mm -hmm. and people remember the teacher that made them see things differently, or changed, like, their view, or made them feel accepted, Mm -hmm. or did something they'd never done before with them, Mm -hmm. so... Well, so maybe we'll turn to, actually, the Mary Carr poem now, because it's kind of interesting. I think that poem relates to what you guys are saying, this idea of this sort of vague impression of childhood Mm -hmm. and then punctuated with very specific memories. Uh Um, Let's see, how about Michelle? Do you want to read this for us? Sure. Revelations in the Key of K. I came awake in kindergarten under the letter K, chalked knee on a field green placard leaned on the blackboard's top edge. They'd caged me in a metal desk, the dull word writ to show K's sound. But K meant kick and kill when a boy I'd kiss drew me as a whiskered troll in art. On my sheet, the puffy clouds I made to keep rain in let torrents dagger loose. Screw those who color in the lines my mom had preached, words I had shared that landed me on a short chair facing the corner's empty sheetrock page. Craning up, I found my K high above. We'll have to grow to here, it silent said. And in the surrounding alphabet, my whole life hid. Names of my beloved's sacred vows I'd break. With my pencil stub applied to wall, I moved around the loops and vectors, Z to A, learning how to mean, how in the mean world to be. But while I worked, the room around me began to smudge, like a charcoal sketch my mom was rubbing with her thumb. Then the instant went, the month, and every season smeared till with a wrenching arm tug I was here, grown, but still bent to set down words before the black eraser swipes our moment into cloud, dispersing all to zip. And when I blunder in the valley of the shadow of blank about to break in half, my being leans against my spinal K, which props me up, broomstick straight, a strong bone in the crypt of meat I am." Great, thank you. That was lovely. I love it when people read with like the inflection of how the punctuations. Um, well, this one seems to sort of relate in some ways to what you guys were talking about, these sort of punctuations of memory. Though interesting, this is maybe closest to your experiences because they are set in the schoolroom, but yet the teacher is practically absent almost. Mm, I don't know. True. As teachers, what's your, what was your reaction to that or <laughs> to this I don't know. 
I always feel like we're not the most important. Mm-hmm. Like you're, um, what is it? Teachers really are really fond, especially teaching classes. Like when you're taking classes to be a teacher, are very fond of like sayings. And one of the said that you can be the sage on the stage or the guide on the side. Like that those are the kind of teachers there are. Right. And it's, it's kind of stupid, but it also makes sense because some people are really into it because they mm-hmm. are the person that knows everything and other people are into it in facilitating what goes on. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like to facilitate what goes on because you never know what they're going to, the kids are going to come up with on their own. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the American school system is not really set up for you to think by yourself. Mm-hmm. Even though we're like a democracy and you're supposed to be independent, you're supposed to think by yourself. At school, you're supposed to follow the rules and sit in your seat and shut up and not talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if anyone thinks about their school experience, you had that experience at some point. Mm-hmm. You were rewarded for not saying a lot and not having mm-hmm. an opinion. And it just sounds like this woman had, like, I feel like my students have opinions and they let you know. And you can choose to listen or not. And that seems like her experience a bit mm-hmm. that, like, she had an opinion and sometimes it got in her trouble and sometimes it was great. She just had to decide to be okay with herself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, reading this poem, did this seem, like, authentic to you? Like, did you relate this to your experiences with children in the classroom? Or did it feel, yeah, just did it feel authentic? Or how you imagine the kids are making memories of this school experience? This definitely feels like more of that thing of of just sort of having an impression Mm -hmm. of what school was like, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of sort of thinking about how they caged me Mm. in a metal desk or, you know, sort of I would make puffy clouds and, you know, I don't know, like something about it just seems like it's very broad strokes of my impression Mm. of school kind of sucked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was painful. I didn't like it. I wanted to kick and kill people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, and it, and it definitely has the ring of looking back Mm. um, as opposed to, you know, maybe what what it was that she was taking in while she was in that moment. Mm-hmm. So So you feel the adult really strongly more than the child in this poem? I think, yeah. I think so. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Z to A, that she felt backwards, I just love that. I think we all feel out of place, but I guess I agree that it, it, it feels like, it, yeah, like an adult saying, this is what I took with me, mm-hmm. which I think is the same as having a childhood memory. Hmm. You know, it's... That's what you, that's what she remembers. This is what's so strong that she wanted to write about it. Right. Yeah. So your memory is inherently something you've taken with you because you don't remember everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I do feel the, the adult and especially <laughs> as a aging adult, um, <laughs> in terms that's of sort of. the old age of what, 30? Yeah, yeah, 30. <laughs> You know, just sort of, um, you know, sort of the the smearing, the smearing imagery, how sort of looking back and making sense. I mean, it definitely feels like she's trying to make sense of what these experiences were like and sort of the the vague sort of blurred, I don't know, um, edges of everything and sort of, you know, things that sort of come in and out that I really responded to. But it definitely feels like an adult. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's also things that I that do feel somewhat childlike to me, you know, sort of the feelings of being small, like under the letter K, um, or, you know, talking about like when a boy I'd kissed drew me as a whiskered troll, like, you know, I feel like that sort of taps into a real childhood experience. Like that's sort of a more punctuated, like Mm -hmm. clear memory, maybe like Mm -hmm. the focus is clearer for that. 
Um, you know, and ending up in the corner, that is also something that, you know, so there were elements that definitely captured the sense of being small and being powerless Mm -hmm. in, in a system that Mm -hmm. you don't have much control over. I don't know. Like the idea of being punishable, like Hmm. people really get, there's something about adults and that kids need to be punished. (laughs) I mean, there really is. Is that like if a kid hits another kid, then you're going to have a parent saying, why what's gonna happen to that other kid right like that's the most important thing not like this has become a place where we can slap each other Mm -hmm. you know like i feel Mm -hmm. like people miss the the point Mm because we're a pretty punishment driven society Mm -hmm. but like school is a place where you get punished Mm -hmm. you know and she talks i feel like she talks a little bit about that yeah definitely but it's also a place where like you are not rewarded for being different even if the difference is good and like that's like i was saying that that other poem reminded me the student the untitled one I was not an excellent student for Rebecca this week, um, but but I did look at the other one. And the other one, the other one. Um, You're gonna be punished. Yeah, apparently. Go sit in the corner. Seriously, yes. this, is, this is called social pressure. Um, but the other one reminded me, and I, you know, I know we didn't read it. The other one made me think about like being different. Hmm. Like my students generally are punished for being different. Hmm even though they have no choice about Mm -hmm. it. And I don't think anyone else has a choice about it. Well, that's true. And I mean, in this poem, she obviously is sort of valuing now, as the adult looking Mm -hmm. back, valuing her difference and sort of is Mm -hmm. obviously critical of the adults who maybe made her feel, yeah, punishable or small for being different. Which is, you know, clearly, like you said, maybe this kind of, well, I've, you know, these moments punctuate for me childhood, but I've come out of that as an Mm -hmm. adult, right? Well, maybe we can still come back to this and we can still talk about it, but since you brought up the um, other poem by William Hubbard, why don't we go ahead and read that just to catch up the listeners. So why don't you go ahead and read that for us, Monica? catch up Monica, apparently. <laughs> um, this is the only one I read. Not just because it was short. It was the first one I could find. And like, I promise I read the other ones one time. <laughs> Great. So go ahead. And so again, right. this is untitled, uh, but it's, it's from Cursivism, and it's the 10th poem in yeah, the collection. Yeah, number 10. Yeah. Beginning late is useful because you get to see what everyone else is doing first, especially in elementary school. We were to inscribe our autobiographies into clay tablets for a time capsule. After they were fired, I was taken into the hallway and told my story couldn't be buried with the rest. Among other problems, I'd misspelled my last name, an E instead of an A. But my mother refused to throw it away. And one Easter, I noticed its crude border of tiny swastikas. I'd invented a new shape. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so how did you see this connecting to uh, Mary Carr's poem, or what was was your... Well, no, this this particular one so reminded me of my students, when they're like, I did this really awesome thing, or I feel it's awesome, or this is very freeing to me, and everyone's like, what the hell did you just do? You're in so much trouble. I need to go talk to you outside. You know, I mean, that's like, yeah. I don't know. For me, it's like the heart of my students. Because <laughs> my students are different and they're aggressive and people are yeah. used to treating them a little villainously. Hmm. Like that kid's just bad. Mm-hmm. And like, this is an example where this kid was not bad. They just didn't get it. They didn't understand. Like, yeah, you probably shouldn't put swastikas on the end of the thing. But nobody noticed before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's also what bothered me about this was, like, what teacher was like, oh, those are nice. Like, let's go fire that. Like, what person <laughs> took it to point. the... I hadn't thought like, of that. Like, did the janitor either. take it down? And he was like, these are great? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, somebody saw this. Who's the neo-Nazi? Yeah. I mean, this kid. Okay, this. Well, because 
Because I feel like adults are not okay with blaming each other that right. something went wrong, especially in a I school setting. I swear to God, this kid drew yeah. the shots to kill. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they're totally okay with blaming a kid. Yeah. And I find that to be, like, the the rudest and stupidest thing about school is that it's like, mm-hmm. it's totally okay to tell a 12-year-old it's all your fault and you're a horrible human being and there's no way we could have prevented your behavior. Mm. Ugh, and yeah. that's really, though, I mean, there's so many people in the school like that. Mm. And that's kind of what reminded me of was like, nobody saw that. So that's, that's really interesting because to me this is such an internal poem and maybe because <laughs> I've, I've read the whole collection, but yeah. it's, no, but I, that's great. And that's the whole point of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, different instincts is thinking about the adults and the sort of well who who else is in charge and who's keeping after this mm-hmm. child you know where whereas he's obviously taken this poem or the speaker's taken this uh, moment mm-hmm. and has internalized this as something that was kind of wrong with him right, right? that's right. sort of the sense of this poem is that <laughs> like oh I thought I was making a new st- shape, but mm. the implicit thing is, like, what kid would draw swastikas? <laughs> a kid who saw them somewhere else. Right, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a cool design. Yeah. When, when you take away the meaning and the historical that no kid really, I mean, and we don't know what grade he was in, but, like, mm-hmm. he didn't know. There does seem to be, in both of them, they're really drawing on, I, th- I think, like, this internal experience of, Oh, what? There's something about me. There's mm-hmm. something about me that's strange or weird. Right. But mm-hmm. it's funny how both of you are pointing. I mean, again, because this is obviously something you think about right. as your effect on children about how the adults are shaping these kids and mm-hmm. maybe are are missing or not noticing way. things. Not yeah. <laughs> no, I totally, yeah. I totally get that too. And yeah. I also think about like what you're talking about with your kids and how people just sort of interpret their behavior at face value and like yeah. you're bad, mm-hmm. you're doing these bad behaviors right. and like a kid draws a swastika, you're a bad, you yeah. know what I mean? Or a kid uses a bad word, like you're punished. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the kids are never really explained to mm-hmm. like why this is a problem, why mm-hmm. we can't put this in here, and what these shapes mean, and who knows how old this, uh, how old he was mm-hmm. um, in elementary school. school. But sort of explaining that these shapes have, you know, a his, you know, I don't even know how I would explain it, <laughs> but, like, these shapes are something that in history people have used to be to mean really mean things, mm-hmm. so maybe we need mm-hmm. to change the border. Or, like, in in the other thing, it just feels like, these kids are not seen by the adults. That's what right. I really get well, the sense and of. And then, but later, he's humiliated and left out. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, obviously, he strongly remembers this. This mm-hmm. is a childhood memory because someone was like, you did it wrong. You don't get to do what everyone else does. And I'm not going to explain to you why it's bad. I mean, I do also love that his mother never threw it out. Like, I don't know. I spend a lot of time with parents who have exhausting jobs mm. and exhausting, exhausting children and they just, like, learn to love what's there, mm-hmm. you know? And I see parents go through that process. Like, I'll be at the school seven years in August, and I've seen some parents go from the process of, like, not liking their kid to accepting them for who they are. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a mom who's just like, it's beautiful because you made it. Uh-huh. Oh, well, it has swastikas. You'll get over it, yeah. you know? And, <laughs> and she was probably shapes. right. Yeah. Like, he didn't notice until he was way older because she just she never said hey that's wrong right because it really wasn't necessary you could have told the kid it got buried in the time capsule and gotten rid of it Mm -hmm. well and how do you explain to a kid this shape yeah like the meaning of the shape presumably young you know young enough that he wouldn't have understood um and it's hard mm -hmm. as a teacher like you can't have a lesson on swastikas like the kind of 
things that will rain down on you because you had a lesson on swastikas is awful. Like, yeah. it, so it's there's so many situations like that that are hard to handle where it's like your mom should really explain this to you, mm. but I don't know your mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, so well, it's kind of like this time. Uh, you know, I used to do some tutoring uh, mm-hmm. mostly with older kids, but this one young kid, and one time he used the N word, mm-hmm. but obviously didn't know mm-hmm. what it meant, mm-hmm. and but could tell from my reaction that it wasn't good. Yeah, and then trying to give like the child version of the civil rights movement to right. explain <laughs> why that doesn't right. work. It just didn't work. And what his da- and then I told his parents, of course, what happened. And his dad just said, was like, well, it's a hurtful word. And just think if there was a black person, that would have hurt their feelings. So don't say it. Which, you know. <laughs> Not everyone's feelings. <laughs> just black people. Well, but so, and that was the thing that I, that I was struggling with. Sorry, because okay. I was trying to explain to this boy why it would be harmful to all people. Right. And regardless yeah. if you're black. And that's when yeah. I, well, because there were people who were <laughs> yeah. mistreated. And they were bad people. Yeah. You know? But the simple, you know, his dad's version was far more effective than mine, though, because then he got, oh, okay, just don't say the word. And, yeah. as, right. and, and older, now he's going to obviously right. learn. Right now, all he needs to know is don't say the word. Say it. right. And it's kind of like in this situation, the teachers made that call, but that seemed to have an isolating effect, though, on this on this uh, speaker, though, too. So it's hard to say. And I was kind of, when I read this poem, I was really curious, like, what would you, what would you guys do if you were in this situation? Like, say, okay, there was multiple teachers in the mm-hmm. classroom. For whatever reason, someone didn't see the swastika as being drawn. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what would you do if you saw this kid had drawn these swastikas? I think I would, okay, depending on the age of the kid. If it's, mm-hmm. like, a first grader who's making these little designs mm-hmm. or a second grader, I think I would ask the kid, like, oh, tell me about these designs. Mm-hmm. And if they sort of knew, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of, there yeah. was some sort of issue that needed to be dealt with of, like, well, I know all about, you know, the Jews and, da, 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 you know, and yeah. like, there was some really, like... It's imaginary. My dad wears them. Like, that's a big sign. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but if it was just, like, oh, I just made these designs, then I'd be, like, oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, I feel like what happened is the teachers freaked out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, this is terrible I can't even have this like the teacher had this whole reaction and that had nothing to do with what the kid was doing that's what I think and so Mm -hmm. like even before I said I was thinking like oh you could explain why you don't put it in the capsule but I think I would just put it in the capsule yeah (laughs) it's a time capsule like for me it's like it's a time capsule like Mm -hmm. also the students aren't gonna know if it's there or not I would I would probably give the parents choice I'd be like hey here's what happened these things happen Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell me one way or the other but we can put it in or we don't, you know? <laughs> and the kid never has to know. I mean, right. that's the thing is there was no probably commemorative putting in the time yeah. capsule. It's probably all in one big bag. Mm-hmm. You put it in and that was it. And everyone yeah. was happy. And They just had a fear yeah. of, like, in the future, someone unearthing this and be like, oh, my God. I think so. Why are we so concerned with that? Yeah. You know, I mean, I do think that people get really concerned with what other people are going to think about mm-hmm. what happened or, like, People will think I'm not a good disciplinarian or I'm not a good teacher. And it's like, does it really matter in the long run? Mm. A question I ask a lot of parents and of kids is, is it important? Because like I'll have a parent be like, he's still just, he just can't write his name perfectly. I'm like, is that important? Nobody signs their name perfect. And they're like, well, I guess it's not important. Mm. It's like, what are they going to use that skill for later? You know, they're like, they can't discriminate all their colors. I'm like, and... Almost no man I know knows what chartreuse is. You know, like, who cares? <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. It kind of yeah. brings to mind all those. And we the, often get caught up in little things, you know? Yeah. 
and then he made this thing and he was part of his class and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's important. Yeah. Um, and his mom recognized that. You made something. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. You like, know? Uh, yeah. Did you ever read Ramona? Yes, the Ramona course, series? Yeah. Do you remember when she wrote the, the poem and the teacher gave her an F? Oh, and she, and she comes home because she wanted it was like about this stuck with me because she wanted to write a, they had to write a poem about the ocean and hers didn't rhyme and she wanted to make it look like crabs crawling across the page mm. so she wrote them like on this kind of jagged which is really cool and she showed she got an F on it and she goes home and shows her dad and he's like no the F is for fantastic and he wrote <laughs> fantastic next to it and he kept it forever and it's like yeah that's yeah. not the point like you told the kids to write a poem and they did right like, the point was not that it be your, what you think poetry is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I honestly never thought about poetry. I never was like, my friend Becky, when I'm eight, is going to become a world-class poet. And That's Rebecca Farvel. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what I'm just saying is that, like, but, but having now listened to a lot of it and, and gone to see you and things like that, it's like, it just has so many other hmm. forms. Sure, you know? absolutely. It's yeah. such a creative outlet, and I, I guess I thought of it a lot like Dr. Seuss. You know, I didn't mm. give it a lot of thought, you know, mm-hmm. and so... Yeah. But it's just different. Yeah, you know? well, and definitely in, so, um, in Revelations and Key of K and this untitled 10th poem, you know, you have these... I, I associate Mary Carr is a very different poet from William Hubbard. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. totally different. But as we're talking about it, it is funny to see like these borderline or these connections between these two poets Mm -hmm. you know and this idea of like internalizing like I think the speakers in these poems yeah like I said are are internalizing these incidents but maybe it's more of an adult issue too as well that that's sort of embedded in there right Right. but you know that we will keep it keep it the speaker of the poems both are both dealing with these sort of negative moments that have punctuated their childhood and obviously i mean the first and one thing that i love about this collection um cursivism is these sort of big ideas and so the first line in william hubbard's poem here beginning late is useful because you get to see what everyone else is doing first it's like that's the lesson he's taken right. from this experience <laughs> like oh okay start late see what everyone else is doing and then, and get, like that—that's the the message that's been taken away from this incident. It's like yeah. the swim lesson kids. You know, there's mm-hmm. kids at swim lessons who jump in, and there's kids who don't. Mm-hmm. And like, he's a kid that didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's or when okay. he did, the one time he did, yeah, <laughs> it sucked. He, it was like <laughs> he had created a new stripe, and it was swastikas. You know what's interesting though that I think is really something that we've sort of done here, and maybe you also mm-hmm. have some more context because you've read all the poems. But he hasn't said anything about negative feelings about yeah, this yeah, incident. That's true. So yeah. he sort of like it could also be read as like this funny thing that he did, like as that's a kid, true, yeah. like I just invented the swastika. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this is a hilarious family story. Right. Like. Like, you know why I didn't get included. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's really interesting that we sort of zeroed in on and that this was such a negative. Yeah. And, and that's sort of how you would sort of interpret it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have experiences where teachers have shot something down that I've made mm-hmm. or like my mom has a really salient ex- like memory that mm-hmm. she has of when she had to throw away her doll that she had made because mm-hmm. she had gotten in trouble or, you know what I mean? Like seriously. But he does not that's make true. mention of any interpretation of a negative affect. No, that's right. that's really a good point. Yeah, because it is a very neutral tone, mm-hmm. and and he doesn't say and then you know anything explicit, right? We just have that first line is really the only judgment, and then it's mm-hmm. kind of just a retelling of this event, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's combined with another memory of finding it later. So there's mm-hmm. you kind of have it paired with the adult and the childhood memory. So that's a good point. Now, actually, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose, yeah, it's how you're, I don't know. I think your parents have an amazing power over how you remember mm-hmm. things also. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember them as funny or as awful, mm-hmm. you know, based on their experience with it. And it could be that he was like, it was all right. My mom mm-hmm. saved it, you know. Right, that's mm-hmm. true. It's saved. It's not in the... And actually, that's actually funny as well, because think about it. He would never find it later if right. it had gone in that time. <laughs> right, right, right. He would he never, never see this again. Yeah. <laughs> he would not know. It's almost like the finding it is what reminded him of that. You know, like this mm-hmm. was maybe a non-event, actually, mm-hmm. in his childhood. And then finding it later and be like, oh, right. I right. guess yeah. that's why they didn't. Yeah. Well, there's all those creative <laughs> memories you have. Like, you know the stories like your parents tell or your grandparents yeah. tell about something that happened mm-hmm. to you all the time. And you actually don't have a memory of it. Mm-hmm. But you have a memory of all the being told about it. You yeah, know? and you wonder if like that's what this is, you know, yeah. like everyone talks about. Yeah, well, remember when he made all the swastikas? Like, you know, <laughs> let me tell you the story about what happened. They called me at the school, and I mean, there's stories like that everyone's heard, or lots of people have heard from someone in their life about mm-hmm. their childhood. You know, you know, mm-hmm. like when you're a kid, you ask for certain stories to be told again, mm-hmm. or you're really embarrassed by certain stories that are told all the time. Yeah, brings from me a little bit like mm-hmm. that. Do you have any parting thoughts you want to add? I mean, I don't know. As as the adults in the lives of children, do, mm-hmm. do these poems worry you? Or, <laughs> or do you? I don't know. My students have messed up lives. Like, they're never going to have... My students aren't going to have a happy ending. Like, I mean, that's something you have to, like, reconcile with for me is that, like, like the statistics are true. Some of them will get arrested and some of them mm-hmm. will make it and some of them won't. And you have to be okay with, like, what you give them. Mm-hmm. To sort of build on that, like, I think sort of one of the goals that's really hard and to sort of take into consideration the reality of of the lives of these kids, but also to sort of hope that for this year or for this one interaction that these kids actually get to be seen Mm. and they get to, and maybe I can help create some narrative for their memories Mm -hmm. so that they don't have the language, but maybe I can give them a little bit of language Mm -hmm. so that they can sort of help Mm-hmm. incorporate some positive aspects mm-hmm. into their memory as well. So yeah, that's what I sort of took out of yeah. it is like, okay, my job as an adult and with kids is to really help them be seen so that school doesn't feel like it was only mm-hmm. this oppressive, right. Right. you know, and that adults were just right. horrible mm-hmm. and, you know, to yeah. give them a taste of something yeah. a little different. Like I helped you be heard. Even yeah. if mm-hmm. you don't remember that I did, like I helped yeah. you do that. Well, then that's true. And, Obviously, all these poems are written about childhoods that happened before the time we exist in now. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, and, and both of you in your roles are trying to sort of fill this gap that right. obviously was is there, mm-hmm. you know, or has been there, you know. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, thank you, Monica and Michelle, for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed Thanks. this thank episode you. of Break the Line. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.